You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall Podcast, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall Studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The building is over 336,000 square feet and is full of over 650 classics for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Check out all the inventory on the website, ClassicAutomall.com. If you have any questions for our host or guest, email us at podcast at ClassicAutomall.com. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Houghton. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Ethan. Good morning, listeners. Or listener. It may not be plural. <laughs> Let's hope it's plural. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. We never know. How do we know? How do it know? It's like the thermos. Cold cold in the morning, it's cold at lunch. Hot in the morning, it's hot at lunch. How do it know? <laughs> so um, I've lost my computer, by the way. Too. Oh, my battery's running low. So I had to break out my old Albatross Dell I see that. laptop that weighs 900 pounds, and I traveled with it this past uh, hmm. uh, week when I went to where my son got uh, – Sworn in as the alderman for Ward One in Branson, Missouri. Very nice. So he is wow. now an, a, a politician. It's nonpartisan. So you know, there's that. Although okay. nothing's nonpartisan <laughs> anymore. But I digress from that, right? Uh, but anyway, I was down in Branson, and uh, you know, weather was beautiful, and uh, it was nice to see him. And uh, now we're back, and it feels like we've been gone for a couple of months. Now is it down in Branson? What's well, down? Or is it Branson. over? In it's Branson. over or down. Yeah. We're about the same. Yeah, on the same line, yeah, huh? are a little we? bit. I think we're a little higher. Are we? Yeah, I think we are. Okay, so, and I'm going to stick with that. I my, never visited my brother. He lived there for t- twenty years. Yeah. I never went, went to Missouri. My uh, wife always says we're going up to Florida. No, we're not. <laughs> we're going down to Florida. But again, I digress. Um, so, uh, thanks to the Pat Travers Band for our theme song. We like to mention that every week, and uh, we've got um, uh, you know. They have been so cool to us to allow us to use that song, and so we appreciate it. They were here recently. We're hoping to have them on the show here coming up in the near future, and uh, we've had some exciting things going on. We um, uh, Haggerty just bought out our uh, back-end software company, Speed Digital, so that's another thing in their arsenal that they have, and good for them. Haggerty is doing everything they can to keep the hobby alive and a well, and uh, they're buying up Concord Elegances and all kinds of things. And, you know, if, if you want to buy a classic automobile, we're, you know, we'd certainly – Well <laughs> – Or be a partner. That's or, right. Or uh, presents by Haggerty. Yep. But, uh, and, and I got to do something really cool this past uh, – yeah, it was yesterday, actually, um, a week ago, if we're in broadcast terms. Right. Got to see Lou Mascaro's uh, car collection up in Birdsboro. He's opened up a museum up there. And Lou has got some amazing cars, two Carrera GTs. He's got a 918. He's got GT2s. He's got SLS AMG Mercedes Black Series. He's got... Man, this is a private private, private collection. collection, but it is going to be open to the public for donations at some is that point right? in time. Yeah, Lou Mascaro of the uh, Mascaro, Solid Waste Solid uh, Waste uh, uh, company that has been around forever. Lou Mascaro and Sons, and he and his brothers run the company that I guess their father started. And mm-hmm. uh, he's got an amazing collection of cars. So if you get an you know if you get an invitation to that, certainly go see it because it's certainly uh, worth your while. Nice. So, but uh, and some new inventory that came in this week. Uh, another nine fourteen Porsche we got in. Another nine fourteen Porsche. Yes. We're coming uh, becoming quite the uh, caretaker. Today's kind of Porsche Porsche themed. <laughs> well, uh, it is. Show uh, and, we uh, have a Porsche show here with us, as well as the uh, president of the 
Reason Toter, did I get that right this time? All right. Uh, region of the, the PCA, Jeff Walton is with us. He'll be with us on segment two and three. And uh, well, but I, We featured a 914, one of the one of the other ones, that the one we took to the Philly Auto Show on, one, on social right. media. And I said at the time, I think like people are starting to look at those as more collectible now, whereas sure. they were sort of poo-pooed as a Volkswagen or whatever. Sure. But I think that a lot of collections are missing 914. Right. So now they're starting to, their value is starting to go up a little bit. Well, and no different with the 190 SL Mercedes because the 300 SL drug it up because nobody can afford a 300 SL right. Mercedes anymore. Of course, the 914 has got a, an expensive variant, and that's the 914.6. Yep. So, uh, you know, which are pretty interesting. A lot of people have converted those to those. I'm, I'm guessing that there's a way, like, you track a muscle car that you would know whether it was original motor or not. That'd be a good question for Jeff when, uh, <laughs> When we have him on here in the next segment, but right, uh, right. but we got a nine fourteen in that mm-hmm. uh, it's a pretty neat car. It's yellow. It's got a certificate of authenticity from Porsche um, and cold air. So that's important to know. Mm-hmm. So um, we also got a dynamite nineteen fifty five Ford Thunderbird Roadster. Did you see this thing with the three forty seven Stroker in it? It's black. Oh, has no top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we featured that one on social media too, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, with the teal, it, teal uh, highlights throughout it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. got vintage air, uh, air ride suspension. Amazing car. I don't know how much they spent to build that. Thing, but it's way more than we're asking. <laughs> That's for. right. So, but uh, anyway, um, we also got a 1938 Buick Series 40 touring sedan. Mm-hmm. It's got the original paint on it. It's really a neat car. It's big as it can be, uh, and it's a more affordable version of the Limited, which was in 1940, I think. Uh, but this car's got the original paint. Uh, it's got a restored interior. It's got re- a rebuilt Fireball 248 cubic inch inline eight uh, with probably a one-barrel carburetor. I'd have to double-check <laughs> and see, but that's so funny that uh-huh. you have these big motors with a one-barrel. Yeah. Uh, and then a rebuilt three-speed uh, manual transmission. Probably and puts it, out 98 horsepower. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, with with pistons the size of <laughs> coffee cans, right? Uh, we also took in a 1930 Pierce Arrow Model C Coupe, and this is an older restoration. This thing was restored back in the early 70s, hmm. and uh, it's held up remarkably well uh, for all these years. But it's uh, it's got an inline eight, a 385 cubic inch uh, inline eight, and it's got extensive history and uh, just a really neat car. And when you look at it. You know, a lot of people mistake these 1930s other makes with a Model A or, a, you know, something that they're kind of more familiar with. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of looks similar until you put it next to a Model A. And the size of this Pierce Arrow is, you know, much longer, bigger car. It just It's it's obvious why it was double the price. It was, you know, $900 when a Model A was $400 wow. or something, which, you know, people say in 69, why didn't you get the the uh uh, Camaro convertible instead of the hardtop. Well, it was $282 more. And people say, well, but that's nothing. Yeah, but back then it was, it was not a lot nothing. of money back then. Right? Exactly. And then we got a great daily driver. And did you see the 750i long, long wheelbase? I don't think I well, did. Well, it's gray, so it blends in, so it blends in. Oh, uh, 750. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Four doors. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's got the long wheelbase, so it's got a ton of room. It's yep. a garage capped uh, 67,000 original miles. It's got the 4.8 liter, uh, 360 horsepower V8. Mm-hmm. And it's just really a neat car. I mean, it's, it's one of those ones that you could certainly drive uh, just about anywhere. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, modern cars, 68,000 miles isn't what it used to be. That's right. That's, that's just breaking in up yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it used to be that a car had pretty much, you know, run its cycle at 60 or 70,000 mm-hmm. miles on it, but certainly not the case now. And uh, especially if it was maintained well. And this one was. I mean, it's been kept in the garage its whole life. It's, uh, you know, one of those ones that was pampered and babied and all that's that. What, that's, that's what we look. That's what we're looking for. That's absolutely what we're looking for. Yep. So some of our new inventory that's uh, that's new on the floor. And uh, we've got our four on the floor segment. Uh, 
that I can't find my sheet now, Steve. Uh-huh. What did I do with it? Well, I guess we can't do it if I can't find it. All so. right. Um, last week's, we didn't have a winner, unfortunately. Uh, this week's is, oh, this one is, uh, is that this one right here? Let me see. Get my glasses on here. Yes. I think so. Because we did. Yeah, we did the other one. Okay, so sorry, folks. Yep. A little technical difficulty here. No problem. Um, so our four-on-the-floor contest is we read four clues, and you have to pick the stock number, year, make, and model of a particular car in our inventory currently. And I, I'm assuming this one is still in here. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. So anyway, uh, four clues. And if you know the answer, podcast at classicautomall.com, and we will uh, award a, a lovely Classic Automall hat to the uh, correct answer if there's only one, and we'll draw out of a hat if there's mm-hmm. more than one correct answer. We'll draw that out of the hat we're going to give away. <laughs> there How's you go. That? There you go. So uh, clue number one, name for a California town. Clue number two, a true clone would have a 396. This one has a 427. Uh, clue number three, front disc brakes and an eight-track player were first-time options this year. Hmm. Still offered by manufacturer in 2022, now they're only sedan. Oh, that makes it pretty interesting. Not many cars being manufactured by American <clears throat> cars. I mean, you've got That's a right. few from Chevy and a one or two from Ford, so that ought to make it a little bit easier. It is, so. and that first clue is a, a, I yeah. mean, kind, of, kind of a giveaway. <laughs> I told well, you I was trying to make them easier so people would guess at them. So, yeah, because uh, the other ones I couldn't even get, and they're, they're in my building. So, you right. know, what are you going to do? So, anyway, if you know the answer, podcast at classicautomall.com, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll award you a hat if you're correct, and if you're one of many correct which we haven't had yet we just usually get one who gets it right but that's okay um so you you ask where have we sold cars to this where, week? where have you sold cars to this week well it's actually two weeks because that's we right. didn't get to do this last week so <clears throat> here i go oh lord so look at the, that look at that list i'm looking over there <laughs> so in the last two weeks we've sold cars to las vegas nevada downingtown pennsylvania mccook illinois neptune beach florida albany oregon spokane washington Singing Spring, Pennsylvania, Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Finksburg, Maryland, Lehighton, Pennsylvania, Reinholds, Pennsylvania, Valdosta, Georgia, Quakertown, Pennsylvania, Peyton, Colorado, San Antonio, Texas, New London, Ohio, Prescott, Arizona, Wayne, New Jersey, Riverside, California, Zudlaren, the Netherlands, Elizabeth, Pennsylvania, Claremore, Oklahoma, Harrisonville, Pennsylvania, Erdenheim, Pennsylvania, Port St. Lucie, Florida, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Laramie, Wyoming, Douglasville, Pennsylvania, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Arnold, Maryland, Dover, Pennsylvania, Ventura, California, and Rochester, New York. Wow. Whew, man, that's, Holy that's cow. a head rush to say. <laughs> Texas, heavy Texas content. Yeah, Texas and California seem that? to be big markets for us. I mean, it's obviously Pennsylvania. We mm-hmm. sell a lot of cars in Pennsylvania, but Texas and, and uh, California, we ship a lot of cars that way, which, you, which is kind of odd because you think, can you not find one a little closer? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i happy to, that we sell them right. to that distance, and that's great. Well, that's the thing about Classic Automall. You get cars in here that you might not be able to find. There might not be that many. One of uh, one, that Lincoln Zephyr. Right. That right. Lincoln Zephyr that we sold. Mm-hmm. That thing didn't last a week and a half, right. I don't think. I mean, it was here, and it was gone. And we, we since it's a Porsche show today, that, that we had a what, 1980, 911. It was yep. here maybe 10 days. 10 days. Gone. Exactly. And I was going to buy it myself, but thank yeah. God it. <laughs> thank God it sold. <laughs> it sold before I could. Before uh, that I could. must be a difficult for you, yeah, working. 
working here. It's yeah. like, well, what it's like I? putting your wife at a dress shop. You know, <laughs> she never comes home with a paycheck. It's like, where's your paycheck? <laughs> well, I got this new blouse. Right. <laughs> so, it, it's hard. I spend enough time here that it's dangerous. It is very dangerous. You, you can convince yourself into anything, right? <laughs> I, I told Kathy there's only a few things left on my bucket list, and you know, I, I, I've seen them here. So, uh oh. Yeah. So I have to be careful Look out. that uh, you know I take it one at a time. And I I did get a new toy, which fits in nicely with the uh, Porsche Club being here. I got That's a, right. Uh, 997 and a 2006 911 Carrera S Cabriolet in midnight blue, I think, with uh, navy top and uh, uh, tan interior. Those are probably not the technical mm-hmm. Porsche terms of those colors, but, you know, it's close enough. Well, they do well here. And the Roadster, uh, that the not the uh, remake, what do you call it? The, the tribute. The uh, Speedster? Speedster, yeah. That that didn't last very long either. We featured that one on, on yeah. socials as yeah. well. So. There's a nice little Boxster, or not Boxster anymore. It's a 718. 718. Yeah. I, I have a hard time ever thinking that when I see what I presume to be a Boxster. But, you know. We'll, uh, we'll get more into that as we go. And uh, also, don't forget our friends at the Cobra Experience, cobraexperience.org. Uh, type in the code CAM11 to receive 25% more tickets to win the 67 Shelby GT500 in beautiful red. It's a beautiful car. And uh, we will. when we return, uh, we're going to have Jeff Walton, the president of the Reason Toter region of the Porsche Club of America. And we'll talk about Porsches and the club here and uh, all kinds of good things like that. We'll see you back here in a minute. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor and we are back with the classic auto mall podcast live from beautiful downtown morgantown pennsylvania where we're i see the sun out there so there we go and uh, we've got the porsche club uh, the reason toter uh region uh of the porsche club of america and oh yeah and, and hello to the tiktok viewers we're on tiktok live so There's how 5, is it Five thousand of them. So you know we're not nothing anymore. We're we're, we're moving on up. So uh, we've got the Reason Toter uh, uh, region of the Porsche Club of America, which I'm a new member of, and we also have the president of the regional club, uh, Jeff Walton, here with us. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Glad to have you here. I, it's so funny. I when I signed up to to be a member of the Porsche Club of America, since I got my new Porsche, um, the first newsletter I got from you said. 
oh, we're going to have a, a meet at Classic Auto Mall. I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> so that was that was like either well-planned and timed or, you know, not. <laughs> That's perfect. And first thing you should do when you buy a Porsche is become a member. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And you have to own a Porsche to be a member of the Porsche Club. That's correct. You have to have a VIN number. Yeah, some clubs uh, don't require that. But uh, I, I kind of, you know, different strokes for different folks. I think it makes sense that, uh, that they do that because they have – how many members are there overall? I mean – Overall, we're the largest uh, marquee um, – we have 145,000 members Holy uh, worldwide. Holy crap. That's crazy. I tell you what, you know, you, you always know that you see the little sticker, the PCA sticker, uh, when you're, you know, see other Porsches. We were we were down in Amelia Island a couple of years ago, and they had the meet there, and we were like, there's a 911, and there's another 911, and there's another. And it was like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. And then I just... I just read today that the uh, uh, Rensport is coming back this year, or 2023. Yes. yes. And uh, no date and no anything, but everybody signed up anyway. They don't care where it is and when it is. (laughs) By gosh, we're going. But but the big thing here now uh, coming up in June, I don't know if you know about this, but it's the Porsche Parade. And that's in Pocono. Oh. Uh, That's going to be June 11th to the 18th. And uh, about 2,000 people, 2,000 cars. They do everything for a whole week. So is it? I mean, obviously they have a parade, uh, and there's other events going on. Concourse, well. autocross, yeah. nice. You name nice. it. At the track or at? Uh... Uh, there will be a concourse at Pocono. Uh, not the, not the concourse. There will be the autocross. There will be two days of autocross. Right, right. At the track at Pocono. Mm. I love autocross. That's so cool. Yeah, I, it's a fun time. Yeah, it is. I got to figure out the right car to do. Oh, there's a little yellow nine fourteen just popping in. Um, I got to figure out the right car to do it. And I'm not sure that my nine nine seven is actually. It will. It, it will do it. But uh, you'll have a lot of fun. Just yeah. take it out and, and enjoy it. Well, you know, I I wanted to do the hill climb up in Reading, and okay. then I realized that those guys are doing like one sixty at oh, the top yeah, of yeah. there. I'm like, I'm not sure that's exactly what I want to jump into. So, how long have you been involved with uh, your region of the uh, Porsche Club? Uh, I first became a member in two thousand eight. Uh, 2009, I guess, uh, I became the like webmaster, sure. and my wife became the social chair, and she really turned around the, the whole place, because it used to be uh, used to be heavy in DE, which is driver's education, you know, sure. and used to teach people how to, um, how to handle cars at high speed. We rent seven tracks a year, we still do that, um, and it used to be very big DE, but since my wife came on board, it is now um, very social. Uh, we do everything now. So. Well, to attract people nowadays, yes. it can't just be one type of thing. You got to be a little bit of everything, and uh, and you know, and I know that uh, you've got what twenty six hundred members or something. Yes, just we have twenty six hundred members. We That's go cool. as high as Allentown. Uh, west of Reading, um, east to the Jersey border, south to the Delaware border. Wow, and I, I mean that's that's a lot of contingent. That's uh, you know most clubs that we meet they have a hundred members right. or you know, one hundred and fifty <laughs> maybe really pushing it. So and not everybody comes out. A lot of people just like to read the newsletters and stuff. Sure, but, you know when we do come out, you know it's like we have that big event that we do every year, uh, fill a trunk. Right, that's uh, our big charity event. Uh, we have. We have a three-mile caravan that leaves from King of Prussia. Nice. You know, a fire escorted all the way down to help uh, fill abundance. Nice. Uh, bring up their uh, food banks. Sure, sure. How many years has that been going on? Uh, we've been doing that since 2014. In the last three years, we turned it into something different. Uh, we now invite every car club. So if you're a car club, come on out. We, sure. Last year, I think we had um, 26 car clubs, wow. over 800 cars, and we raised 117,000 pounds of food in no one kidding. day. 
And it's a kickoff to, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah, I have we're, heard of that. We're the official ca- uh, kickoff event. So Fantastic. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, and you all are still involved with Radnor Hunt? Are you still doing oh, yeah. something with Radnor? Yeah, Radnor Hunt. We, That's amazing turnout that oh, comes out it, there. Yeah, we have like 200 cards that come out there. <laughs> That's so cool. We win every year of best uh, you know, club response. <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't beat us. Well, it's amazing. I mean, and especially when you're standing up at the Conqueror and you're looking down over that field with all of the Porsches and then I guess the Mercedes Club and some of the yep. other clubs. But, man, it's just a sea of beautiful cars. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's great. a great vantage point to see all that, and uh, so that's fantastic. So the driver education thing, I know that the, that you also have a foundation as well, too. Yeah, Is that so correct? We have the Reason Toter Foundation, and we use that to help um, teach uh, teens how to drive. It's a, a, a thing called street survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it eh, four or five times a year. Last year, we have, I think we only done it twice because of COVID and the year before that. Uh, but we teach kids how to drive defensive driving. You I know, just think that's fantastic. It's, it's awesome because that's the number one, you know, um, f- uh, per teens. That's how most teens die. Exactly. It's, it's, so we get them out there. We, we, we do it at uh, Warminster, Montgomery County Community College. And they use their own car. And we bring them and teach them high-speed braking skills and uh, lane-changing skills and it's pretty fun. The kids are all bored in the in the morning. Can't even wake them up, but they're all smiles at the by end the end of the day because it's yeah, fun. It's and fun. and they're learning how to control a car. And are you also teaching them to get out of the left lane when I'm coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> we have to teach a lot of people that. Yeah, it's amazing how many people do not understand that. And in Germany, you get a heavy uh, uh, fine yeah, if you yeah. if you're in the left lane bandit. Yeah. But uh, that's fantastic. You know, we we've always wanted to do something like that. So if you ever need a location to have one of those events, certainly Classic Automobile okay, parking lot is perfect. always. Yeah. Available. Be, oh, and and you. You, and make it June because usually we don't get our potholes filled till April or <laughs> <Okay>. May. So. <laughs> and you know the problem is just like everything. We've got a guy who comes out and fixes the potholes in the spring, and and now we can't find him. He's you know the one guy we had is no longer doing it, and you can't find anybody. They say, oh, we'll be there in six months. You know, I mean, it's like anything. Yeah. It's just it's gotten ludicrous. But you know, nonetheless, I won't. Well, thank uh, you for that. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we're always looking for places. So, and I love that. I think that drivers' education in schools. I think there's things that we should do better in schools, and we should teach people about real world things in schools right. we should teach them how to drive a car properly and handle it in a skid and that you let off the brakes at the front ends plowing and you know that kind of stuff most and, of these kids never felt abs brakes before i mean you yeah. push that's the first thing we do is get up and go floor it slam on the brakes and they're yeah. like what's that what's what that? that yeah, yeah. and like abs yeah. brakes it's work they're working and i learned to drive when i was 10 but that doesn't happen like right. much anymore no. you know i mean my dad was into it for some reason and it was stupid because then i snuck his car out when i was 12 <laughs> his 1974 lincoln continental and i was shifting on the column showing my buddy how I drive at 12 years old and I actually put it in reverse doing about 40 miles an hour and the next day the transmission went out of it my dad switched to Cadillacs he never bought another Lincoln he was so mad he loved Lincolns he was like I'm never buying another one of those Lincolns and about 20 years later we're at dinner and I said yeah it's kind of like the time that I ruined your transmission on that Lincoln of yours he said what? And I said, oh, this is a story I've never told him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we all have stories. Yeah, like I know. And it was, uh, it was, you know, it was not pleasant. He was really mad about it. So, um, so tell me what your uh, feeling is on the state of the uh, Porsche market right now. It's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. And, and it's, it's hard if you're a dealership. Um, you know, just because of the sinking of a boat, you know, about <laughs> that, you know, they lose, you know, 98, 98, uh, different Porsches, I guess, I on, saw on that, that boat. Uh, but you go to a dealership now, and they have one, two new cars. Isn't that crazy? It's 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 nuts. It's it's crazy. Well, and you know they said that I I read somewhere this morning uh, that they said that the supply chain they are down like, oh where was that? I had a note on that. It's really int- oh. 
Q1 sales of Porsches this year, 13,042 versus 17,368 last quarter. And it's not because people don't want them. Right. It's because they can't get them. So, uh, you know, which keeps dragging up the price of all the other Porsches, I guess, as well, too. Yes, it does. Uh, you know, I think every one of us wishes we'd bought every air-cooled 911 we could ever find <laughs> back in the day. I oh, mean, man. what did I just see one sold for uh, a 97 911 Turbo S, $504,000 on Bring a Trailer. Yeah, you just don't go to Bring a Trailer. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. if you're buying, <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there. And if you're selling. You're selling, yeah. yeah I mean, definitely well, go there. But the problem is, is that, you know, people say, well, you know, why don't you do Bring a Trailer or do this? And, and we... I, don't get me wrong. I love Bring a Trailer. Right. It's competition to me, but I love Bring a Trailer. But they don't accept every card that, no. that you submit. And if they do accept it, it might be three or four months before it's going to go live. Right. And so, you know, that's one of those things that, uh, unfortunately, they're they're so popular that they've become too popular. Right. You know? And uh, so, but anyway, um, I'll tell you what's really surprising me in the market, though, is these Carrera GTs. <laughs> Man, I mean, $600,000 would have bought you the finest one on the planet. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, you know, in 2017, 2011, you could have bought one for 300000 Right. No one wanted them. Yeah. Now they're $2.2 2. 2 one sold, another one sold for a million eight. And they're not the easiest car to drive either. They're not easy. They're like the Ford GT. They're a little bit temperamental yep. to drive. Did you see when uh, Leno took his out? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did five spins around yeah. the track. I mean, a loop. A loop. <laughs> yeah, not just a, not just a little <laughs> correction. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, what's interesting? Interesting about that is that um, you know Ford GTs were like that. So when they first came out, they were a handful to drive, and guys, rich guys, bought them who were used to having traction control and all the modern amenities. And they get out right. there, and that thing goes around. I can remember you could buy a Ford GT for one hundred and fifteen to one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, and then we had one with ninety-seven miles on it. We luckily got got rid of it. We were desperate. It was blue with all four options. We were desperate to get rid of it. We got rid of it. I think we sold it for one hundred and eighty thousand, and we just thought, oh, thank God. We we got out of this and of course right. then the market <laughs> it took off just went crazy so uh but you know they're i mean they're mid-engine six uh, v10 655 horsepower i think wow that's a lot of car yeah, it is and it, you know and it doesn't drive like a normal porsche no either. no but you know and and of course people have you know memories of how old porsches used to drive especially the 930 turbos right and that tail would kick out on you and I had a buddy of mine who had one, and I uh, finally got to drive it, and we maybe had a beer or two, and we were driving down this road, and 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 everything kicked in just as I was about the apex of this corner. <laughs> that back end started coming around. And I thought I can't afford this car. That's why they called them widowmakers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but God, they're the sexiest looking car in my opinion that it ever existed. A black nine thirty turbo With at, that whale tail, oh, yeah, Targa. Oh. Yeah, put add the Targa on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really something. So, so um, uh, what does the majority of your club members drive are they boxsters 911s what's everything everything we fill the gauntlet uh, yeah. yeah we the gauntlet we have um you know it's cayennes it's pecans yeah. uh you'll just look in the parking lot right now sure um, you'll get you know the turbo s's and you'll get the boxsters and you'll get the caymans i drive a cayman so right. it's a little bit of everything that's i love the cayman i tell you what i i sort of in some respects kept thinking i was going to buy a cayman because for the for the price point uh for what i had to pay for an 06 911 well first of all you know they're they're not cheap they're no. still not cheap and caymans aren't cheap i mean they are they hold their value extremely well yeah the last offer i got on mine was like you know Four thousand dollars under I paid, and I have sixty thousand miles. Yeah, on. exactly. Like, really? Well, that's that happens a lot. I think in in the car business in general. I know that uh, we bought a pickup truck not too long ago. Got offered five grand over what I paid for it. Wow. I mean, they were yeah. just desperate to have a truck, and so you know, people just when they want something, they want something. Right. I mean, we see that on the auctions all the time. Do the members? Uh, 
buy the cars within the club, or do, are they buying them at auction, or where are these? Where are most of your members getting their cars? Uh, probably from the dealerships. From the dealerships, yeah, a lot yeah. of the dealerships now. Um, we, we've changed. It used to be a nuts and bolts uh, kind of people, you right. know, just had the old nine eleven. Now it's everybody. It's all. New, and, I would say the majority, 70%, have bought a uh, Porsche in the last five years. Oh, really? Really? So new ownership to Porsches and Mm -hmm. guys that have always wanted them, one like me. Yes. Who finally, you know, talked their wife into it yep. or whatever. <laughs> we, uh, I told my wife, I said, this will be great to take to the shore. And she's like, yeah, that's not, you know, why don't we take something more comfortable? I'm like, yeah, it's very comfortable. It's just, it's small and low to the ground and, you yeah, know, it'll get you there faster. It'll get you there faster and <laughs> yeah. the top goes down. Right. So, but, uh, no, we love it. I, we took it out the other day and, uh, up, to, up 10 out of Morgantown here and, you know, just a man, the, 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 I just love the way they drive. I'd never really spent much wheel time behind, uh, 911. Porsche, and this thing is just a blast to drive. Yeah, you should. When did you, when'd you buy your car? Maybe about a month and a half ago, two months ago. Okay, you so. missed our um, our February freeze run. Right. We always take cars out, and there's we had like 30, 40 cars, tops down, windows down in the middle of February, and Love we it. went right up to uh, Stampede, which is not too far from here. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. we always go there. All right, when we return, we'll continue our conversation, Perfect. and uh, we will be back for segment two here in just a minute, live from the uh, Classic Automall podcast in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. See you in a minute. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare custom and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast live in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. I can't remember where I am. <laughs> Morgantown, Pennsylvania. And just the Porsches are rolling in. I mean, it is so – 944s, 718s, uh, 911s. I just saw a 911 look like a RS America coming in. I mean, crazy amount of cars that are coming in. And, you know, I would imagine – and we've got um, Jeff Walton, who's the president of the Reason Toter uh, Porsche Club of America here with us this morning. I would imagine a lot of the members are new to Classic Automall. Yes. I imagine they have not been here. Uh, everybody said you – know, Everybody that came in was like, uh, yeah, we've never been here. We've never been here. Yeah, I mean, it's Neither amazing. I. I drive past it all the time. I hear that so often. I'm so sick of hearing it. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we hear that all the time. We hear uh, there's our buddy Mike Jones from uh, the AACA and AAG and all the other acronyms that he has. We uh, we hear that all the time. And we, we were ta- I was talking to a buddy in, my tennis- in Tennessee this morning, and he's got a buddy who drives past here every week. And he says, oh, I've seen that place. And, you know, I just keep meaning to stop. But, you know, life gets in the way of stopping right you know you're on a mission to go somewhere if it's not at a destination where you're going you may never stop there you may just keep talking about it until you're dead <laughs> my dad my dad when i was growing up in east tennessee there was a honda dealership on chapman highway on our way to gatlinburg and i always wanted to stop there i love motorcycles and i was like seven years old and across the street from it unbeknownst to me was this motel that dad told me about this shootout about and then you could see bullet holes and stuff and so every time we're going past there i'm seeing i'm looking at this hotel and checking it out and trying to see the bullet you see the bullet holes no i don't see it and one day 
day after about five years of this, I looked to my right and there was the Honda dealership. I was like, <laughs> I even knew at 10 years old, like you've been messing with me, dad. So anyway, um, a wonderful turnout here, uh, uh, already. Um, we were talking about the sales of the Porsche and, and the uh, ship sinking. My goodness gracious. That had so many cars, Lamborghinis, Porsches, Bentleys, Bentley. Oh yeah. my God. And it's hard. Audis. There was 4,000 cars, 4,000 cars. And, and, the, you know, and a bunch of farm equipment too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the and the worst part about that is, is that somebody like you know a large Volkswagen could absorb a loss like that. Porsche or Lamborghini, I mean, that's almost their entire quarterly yeah. inventory yeah. that's gone. I mean, I can imagine you know waiting for your build and watching it because it, when you buy a car from Porsche, they give you you can watch it on the all line, the way through, all the right. way through, and then you just sitting watching it on the boat, sitting yeah. in the middle of the Atlantic, and then it's like sitting in the middle of the Atlantic, and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> what was the one that the guy had that was a special? Was it a special Porsche that a guy had ordered a, a seven eight Boxster GTS 4.0, and the guy was watching it going through, and he knew it was on the ship. Uh, what a bum! I mean, yeah. how terrible! Goodness gracious! Yeah, there was one uh, dealership in um, Texas that lost thirty cars wow. out of that. That's and they got thirty unhappy clients probably because right. they're all exactly. probably promised to somebody, yeah. right? Aren't those mostly pre-sold? I Most mean, of them, yeah, yes. I would imagine so. I mean, you know, you see that in, in the rest of the market. You know, getting back to something we were talking about, the Carrera GT. Uh, is it does it make sense that it's more valuable than a nine eighteen spider? Does that is that no? Seem- I, don't, I don't understand that. Nine eighteen spider is probably the most beautiful car out there. I, I think just, so too. I just love it, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I just don't understand it. I it's it's strange. Well, there's a lot of things, and we talk about expensive cars, and we and and, and as we said earlier, and as we will continue to say, there's a lot of affordable cars in the Porsche hobby right. as well too. You can buy a used Cayenne, you can buy a used Macan, you can buy a, a nine fourteen, you can. By. I mean, there's a lot of. Yeah, I think you still have the uh, uh, pearlescent blue 944 on there. Yeah, it's like eighteen thousand. Yeah, I mean, you can get in there pretty cheap. Pretty right? cheap. And we got another one in uh, the other day. Uh, just came in a few days ago. That they're coming in so fast, we can't keep up with them. But but you can certainly get into them uh, a lot cheaper. We talk about the expensive ones just because it's fun to right. to talk about those. You know, they're exciting to talk yep. about and hear about and what they've done and, and not done. But uh, you know, there are nine you fourteens. Know, there's even Porsche Speedsters that people buy as replicas to kind of get a feel for what a speedster most people can't afford a Porsche right. speedster anymore they're 150 grand or what. Right. now do you have many of those in the club or yeah, uh, yeah we have a few they rarely come out though yeah yeah, yeah. and as the more valuable they get the less they're going to yep. come out you know yep. that's, and that's what started the club was the uh, 356 right? sure so sure and uh that was our i guess we're in our 65th uh, year wow in 1957, uh, they met at the Bull Tavern in Phoenixville for the first wow. time. Wow. See, that's what I love about Pennsylvania. There's right. so much history. <laughs> there's so much depth to the history that's here. You know, car clubs, that a Corvette club that has been going on here around here since 1953. I mean, it's just amazing. Right. Uh, uh, the, the depth of car culture in this part of the world. Right. It's, Have you lived here for? I've lived here all my life. Yeah. yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, people think Southern California and South Florida and you know Scottsdale. I don't know if this place isn't more car related than just about anywhere. Yeah, especially when you have Carlisle and they do all those big shows. You know, Hershey. Yeah, Hershey, and you know now you have the Radnor Concourse, which is you know probably the third best concourse in the United States. I got to say so. I mean, I've been to a, quite a few of them, and yeah. it's it's really uh, well done. Yeah, and I love that. Like Amelia, when we were there, when the nine sixty twos are getting there, come up and send the 935s that I used to watch in yeah. back in the day and Danny and Gaius who just passed away who was a Porsche driver back in the way and 
Hurley Haywood and the Brumos gang, and oh, yeah, there's just so much history of Porsche. I, there is. There do is. you all? Is there research available for, for the club members, and how does that work? Do you? Research. Uh, well, we have a lot of. Uh, if you go to rtr-pca.org, um, you can go. It's really interesting. We have all our magazines back to the um, to the seventies, but I have most of them now to the fifties uh, wow. that I'll be putting on later. But it, it's pretty neat to go back and see someone yeah. you know selling their three fifty six for three hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> I was just I was just reading on newspapers dot com. Uh, I was reading a paper from nineteen seventy seven, and you do not want to put look, look at real estate prices no. or car prices <laughs> because it will just make you sad. Yes, but you know people say you know why didn't you buy some of these cars and hang on to them? Well, because I didn't have any money. money. Yep. <laughs> and if I did have money, the life happened. There was things that happened that yeah. I you know that that you just can't you know overcome so but uh but we uh, talking about the more expensive cars i just saw uh that uh, a 959 which i think are so cool those mm-hmm. 959s are yep. really cool uh, the paris to dakar rally car sold for 5.9 million dollars wow. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just nuts it's... don't you know that the guys that race those back in the day probably had an opportunity to buy them for pennies on the dollar and yeah. you know here this old used car we don't care about it anymore and all those 959s that came in they came in through holberts up in warrington that's right that's exactly another Pennsylvania Convention. Right. Bill Gates had one, and he could he had a hard time getting it registered. I remember reading about back in the day. Yeah. Or Seinfeld is you know the huge Porsche collector. Is that's kind of run its course though? I mean, people's excitement of him being a Porsche guy. Is right. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, you know, Leno's kind of had the same thing in the car world. Correct. You know? A little bit overexposure within that world, but you know, listen, it's opened up a lot of eyes to the it hobby. Has. It has. And, and it's the success of my business uh, has to do with the fact that people are aware. Yeah. And whether it's bare Jackson, which a lot of people look down their nose at, or Meekum, or any of the auction houses that become more entertainment than or theater than they become uh, selling cars. But you know what? It's part of it. Listen. Right. You get to learn a lot, too. You listen to those guys, and they tell you, you know, exactly. Listen, we've got Steve Mignante coming on our show next week, and, you know, this guy is a walking encyclopedia <laughs> of cars. I mean, the stuff that he knows, I you know, is overwhelming, yeah. you know. And I bet you have members like that. Do you oh, have yeah, a, we you, do. you got your go-to guy. Oh, like, yeah, we got, got our a, go-to guys, and we have... <laughs> We have people like we we just just an example. Not even talking about cars, but we did a, an event at the the Westchester train station, and we talked about the train, and it was like a two forty nine C. And the guy emails us. He goes, "Do you mean no? It's a two forty nine CD." You know, I'm like okay. Oh you know? man, yeah. you know we get that so often when we get something wrong, right. or 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 even if we don't know the answer, then we'll put it out there, just knowing that somebody's going to say, "You dummy, that's right. a three three oh seven, not a three oh five or what." So, Perfect. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. So, to, you got, talking about cars and matching numbers and muscle cars and and all that knowledge, you know, Porsches are. Do they have identifiable parts that are oh, yeah, drivetrain and same type of thing? Same thing. Know? Numbers and, have to match on the tranny and on the on the on the car itself. I had a, I had one guy call me from uh, where was it? in Florida. And he says, do you know so-and-so in Philadelphia? And I'm like, no. Right. He goes, well, he's got my engine. And I'm like, what do you mean he's <laughs> got your engine? engine? Right. He has a 356, and he's got my engine. I have a, I have the body. Right. And he's like, he needs to sell that engine to me. And I'm like, dude, do you think maybe you have his body? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, it's so funny. People yeah. are like that, though. They that's, are. That's, it, we see that in, in you know, all, all, to all elements of this hobby. Um, and you know what I saw interesting from Porsche, I, and I don't know if this is true, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that they said that the 911 will never be an electric car. Uh, uh, 
I think it's coming. Yeah. It's, it's, it's coming. I hope. I, you know, there ought to be some holdout somewhere, yeah. right? You know, and, and well, let me get your take on something that uh, is controversial in the Porsche world, the singers. What do you think about Love the them. singers? I do too. I think. I'm I so won the glad lottery to tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm next in line. Yes. I'm so glad to hear that. And you know what? Listen, I'm a purist in a lot of ways for yeah. a lot of things. I love original cars. I love matching numbers. I, I don't like if you're going to take a really saleable, desirable car and turn it into a resto mod. If you take a six-cylinder Firebird coupe, that's one thing. Right. But if you take a, you know, a, a, arguably a convertible or anything above and beyond that. So I'm glad to hear you say that because I love singers. Oh, uh, yeah. We've had uh, a couple members have them. Oh, no kidding. Oh, the, the one ha- he brought it to the um, Radnor Concourse a couple of years ago and – People just walked by it like, oh, okay. And then he opened up the doors and there was a crowd around it. Like it, it was just sat there and no one, no one even bothered to look at it until he opened up the doors and they're like, wait a minute, that's something different. We're exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's got leather in the uh, engine compartment. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, another affordable Porsche that we didn't talk about was the 996s. Oh, yeah. They're the, still very they're affordable. Fi- yeah. Well, you better. Snatch them up now because they're starting to go. Just well, like everything else. I, I think with my 2006, I think I probably was smart enough to go ahead and get it now because I think in two or three or five years I may not be able to afford it. Yeah. You know, that's that's the problem you run into. But uh, let me ask you something else: left hand key, yeah, on a Porsche. What was the meaning behind that? It yeah. was it was so it was during races. Right, the driver could start and put their hand on the shift at the same time. At the same time, yeah, it just gave you just a bit of extra edge. I love that. How brilliant yeah. is that? Right. You know, and I never had thought about that for all these years, and I always knew that a Porsche had a key on the left hand mm-hmm. side, but I never really, I, you know, it's one of those things that you think about, but you never know why. It's like little sayings that you say, and you never think about what's the origin of that or how did that come to be. But uh, man, I tell you what, I'm a I'm a huge Porsche fan now, and I, I'm anxious to get involved with your club. And uh, now, if people want to become a member of your club, they have to first join the Porsche Club of America. That's correct. They then, just go to PCA.org, and they'll uh, based on their zip code, we'll be putting what what regions. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. We do everything. Like I said, we do autocross. We do driver's education. We teach uh, teens how to drive. Sure. Uh, we have coming up next week. We have um, uh, a wine dinner at the General Warren. Uh, nice. And then we followed that by on Sunday. We have a drive to the Whip out in Chester, out in Chester uh, right. County. Really, really great place. And then um, we have the on the thirtieth. It is uh, April. It's the Porsche only swap meet out mm. in um, oh out, out in Carlisle, <laughs> and it's. That that's pretty neat. There's Is that a, at the Carlisle yeah, Events Place? Yeah. Carlisle Events Place. They, it used to be in Hershey, but we outgrew Hershey. Sure. So, so it's a big event. Yeah, it's Porsche only. It's a big event. No it's, kidding. Yeah, it's pretty that's, neat. That's awesome. Well, you know what I'm going to do too is is I just thought of this, and and there may not be many. We don't sell a lot of Porsches, and then if we do, they're not necessarily within this region. But I'm going to, if they live in this region, I'm going to offer them a free paid by Classic Automall one year membership to the Porsche Club of America. Ah, perfect. Region Thank you. And it may only be one or two for right, the year. Right. But, that's fine. That's so great. I can be a hero that's but, awesome <laughs> but we're gonna do that and i have to remind my wife to uh, remember that so kathy if you're listening get on it we need you to, to handle this and Perfect. make sure that they live in this area so um so today we've got an event going on with the porsche club looks like we've probably got 50 or 60 out there already yeah you guys are gonna have a food truck and a meeting yes and all kinds yeah, of so stop by the meeting you'll learn what we do we'll have all our chairs talk about what each each of us do and... fantastic jeff it's such a pleasure to have you Thank on the show today yeah absolutely and look forward to doing it again all and right. we'll be back with a segment four here in just a minute. Rock on. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. 
I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Unfortunately, when people hear our show, they're going to think that the Porsches are here because this is next week and the Porsches were here last week. So yeah. sorry for that, but we'll keep fawning over them anyway. There's got to be 70 or 80 of them out there now. I mean, just of all ilks and 914s and a little Carrera, uh, it looks like a little Speedster, a little 944. Yeah. And boy, the 944 turbos are coming on strong. They too, are. Price they really wise. are. I mean, it's everything. I mean, it's, everything is just so ridiculously expensive anymore. I'm sorry. I'm going to get off this bandwagon. <laughs> but when bacon is $10 a pound, then is that, it's right. Well, you should go to the store every once in a while. <laughs> you know, it's not just for your wife. It, that, that's right. <laughs> you need to participate. Well, this too. is a big club. As you said, they have 2,600 members yeah. regionally. Yeah. That's and so you've got to expect at least 100 to show up to an event. I would like, think so. Like this, to see Classic Auto Mall. Absolutely. And a lot of them have never been here. They've driven past it. They've thought, one of these days we're going to go there. And, you know, one of these days is one of these days. I mean, that's the problem, you know. But uh, the Porsche Club of America, what do he say, has 165,000 members? Yeah, the the largest single mark uh, mm. uh, of, uh, club in the country, or probably in the world. They're very uh, enthusiastic. I mean, yeah. Porsche, Porsche owners are, are very enthusiastic. That's why you call them Porsche enthusiasts. That's a, <laughs> um, that's, you know, and talking good, good about point. <laughs> well, you know, that's what I'm here for. Uh, the sinking of the ship. The sinking of the yeah. ship. I mean, if you go down the list of the cars that they lost, uh, an Audi A5 convertibles, there was 84. An Audi A5 coupe, there was 43. The A5 Sportback, 147. The e-tron, huh. 121. Which wasn't it a battery yeah. that, that, ca- that caught on I fire? I think so. So it could have been the e-tron. Are they still at the bottom of the ocean? I think so. So are they going to enter, enter the market at some point as flood recovery, <laughs> flood title, or whatever? Yeah. I, I don't know what months under the water means. I, I think that's the next level behind – so there's flood damage, and then there's submersed in the Titanic for oh, 50 years. So sad. Some of them are aluminum bodies, so maybe yeah. there's some recoverable parts. Or aluminum, as they like to say right, in England. Right. <laughs> uh, there was some others. A Bentley Bentaya, there was 77 of the SUV, 38 Bentley Continentals, 50 Bentley Continental GTCs. 25 Bentley Flying Spurs, 15 Aventador Lamborghinis, That's uh, uh, 20 Hurricanes, the Urus, the, the new Lamborghini mm-hmm. SUV, there was 50 of those. Porsche had uh, 100 and something and then about three or 400 Volkswagens, just gone. Incredible. You know, how do you, I mean, you can't plan for something like that in a business model when you're, you know, a manufacturer of cars and, and all of a sudden you just lose that many cars in, in, in one swoop. If you're in the market for a Bentley or a Rolls Royce, we have several here. We at do. Classic Auto Mall. So a Rolls Royce that was consigned by one of our top consigners. Top consigner. <laughs> Number one. And it's red. According to these three, there was one on Bring a Trailer not too long ago. Yeah. It was about, you know, same price point. Higher miles. I think. Higher miles. Yeah. And it was still kind of close to our price point. It's a beautiful uh, car. I was looking at it again. You guys take excellent pictures and the pictures on the website are just spectacular really you know good. we that's you know our thing is marketing i mean most of our vehicles as yeah. much as we'd like to think that that it means this building is the marketing arm of it it really isn't it's 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 nice that people can come here and see all of our 700 mm-hmm. plus cars but but the reality of it is is that 99.99 percent of our business is online however 
the way we get all these consignment cars is the fact that we have a really cool building and people feel comfortable bringing their car here. They walk in and they go, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. this is perfect. This is where I'm going to bring my car and let it sit. And hopefully they'll get it sold and they'll spend. I mean, we don't charge any upfront fees, any monthly fees to consign your car. But we spend a lot of money. In getting your car to market, uh, the professional photography, the professional description, mm-hmm. uh, the, the you know the the advertising that we do all over the world. I mean, it is none of it's cheap, and and you can do it yourself. There's no question about it, and we always say that. And I think that, and I was talking to Ethan about this. I I don't know if there's that many cars that that are here for long periods. Like we come in every week, and like cars are gone that we featured on sure. social media. And they eventually something that little three wheeler thing the yellow yeah, the thing, tr- we, we, the, we looked at that the and freeway we, yes. and we came in and we go that nobody never ever sell right <laughs> and it was gone had a well, sold sign on it we yeah. were like what well they say that there's a butt for every, but for every seat, seat and but a seat for every butt and a seat for every butt doesn't mean you're always going to find them in a timely manner I mean we've had cars here I'm mean, not proud to admit it that have been here longer than others and yeah, yeah. you know sure it's just, and 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 we'll get a call from the clients and sometimes the call will be you know why do you think my car is sold and sometimes mm-hmm. it's price sometimes we say you know what look you were you were shooting for the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just can't, you know, we don't seem to have a buyer at that price point. Other times we say, you know what? You've got the price right. Mm-hmm. We just hadn't found the right buyer. That's it. I mean, it, you think that, you know, everybody in the world sees what we do, but they don't. My buddy in Tennessee I was talking to this morning, he's talked to 10 buddies of his. We're going to do some mm-hmm. sponsorship with mm-hmm. him, uh, some vintage racing stuff that we're going to get involved in as sponsors. And he's like, I'm talking to all these guys of mine who are car guys who have collections of cars. And they've never even heard of Classic Auto. Okay. And it's like, my goodness, we advertise everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> It's, or maybe we don't. It's, uh, it's. I mean, it's a big market. Obviously, well, there's a lot of classic car uh, competition and dealers out there. It's a big world. It's well, big- and Classic Auto Mall is somewhat of a generic type name. Mm-hmm. So it's not Howden Classic Cars, my right. last name, right. which would be at least memorable if you saw it once and you saw it again. You'd say, "Oh, I remember seeing that Classic Auto Mall." Oh, I've seen a classic something, and yeah, I've seen right. an auto mall, and I've seen a mall, and I've seen an auto, and right. I've seen classic. Yep. So you know, it's more of a generic name. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I like the name like that. It's like when we had the museum in Branson, Missouri, the Branson Auto Museum. Mm-hmm. There was no gray area as to what that was. 100%. You sell ties here? <laughs> I mean, you know, no, we don't. We're Branson Auto Museum. You know exactly what it is. Kind of like Letterman used to say. He'd go to a stores in, in New York City, and he'd say the, the store would say, just socks. And he'd go in there, and he'd go, well, what else do you got? <laughs> well, just socks, sir. Well, yeah, but what else you got? Well, like, you got something else. Like dollar you? stores. How, how much is this? <laughs> dollar stores are even more than a dollar now. They One are. of our guys they was are. in there. He said, I went to the dollar store, and it was like a dollar seventy for something. You know, wow. What's up with that? What's up with that? So uh, my newest article, um, well, it's actually, I have a newer, I have an article that I wrote that nobody will let me read. It's about etiquette around classic cars. Oh, okay. Everybody seems to think it's awfully harsh, so I'm not going to. Oh, who's that one guest we had? He said, "Eh, I don't remember. Whatever. I mean, people have different schools of thought. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Kinney was talking about how he doesn't mind it that people, you know, and that's his thing. That's right. But my new article that uh, will be out in the AACA Speedster this week and was on our newsletter yesterday. Did you see our newsletter? I did a great newsletter, and you have what thirty thousand people getting that thirty thousand email addresses now. We, and then when we started out, I think I had about fifteen hundred, no, fifteen hundred email addresses over the years of people I've done business with that we put into the system. But beyond that, I mean, we've gained thirty thousand to thirty thousand email addresses in you know Mm -hmm. two and a half, three, four years or whatever. And if you if you're not signed up for our newsletter, go to our website classicautomall.com, and there's a sign up for our newsletter. You give your email address and hit a button, and then you're signed up and You'll get our newsletter. It's only once a month, right? And I try to make it fun and entertaining. It's concise. And, it's yeah. colorful. It's, it's very, yeah, very it's, well we, done. Yeah, I well, thank you. Um, 
you know, we try to make it so it's something of interest to you. So you look forward to getting it. I have a joke or quote of the month, and then I have a new segment called the picture of the month. And it could be funny. It could be serious. It could be, you know, whatever I want it to be. And you may like it. You may not. But uh, this one was how to stop a leak in a land row. Right. <laughs> Pretty funny. So if you hadn't seen it, then shame on you. Sign up for a newsletter. <laughs> and don't tell me that you didn't. You, you don't have an email address because I know you Everybody do. does. That's the price of admission here. That's right. Way. That's the only thing that we charge you to get in here is an email address. So give us your email address. We'll send you one a month. If you if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. Yep. And we we won't we won't bug you. We won't ridicule you about it. It just will never send you another you email. Just, you just can't come in the place. <laughs> yeah, you can't come in. So. <laughs> uh, so my my newest article this week was: Can I drive my new classic car home to Florida? Right. And it's a frequent question that we get here. Mm-hmm. I'll call up, and I say Florida just as a reference point. It's a long distance from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It can be anywhere. It can be Texas. It can be Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina. Yep. You know, any any of these states that are a long distance. And and the guy will say, "Well, I'd like to drive that home. What do you think? I think it's a. I think it probably could make it. Mm-hmm. Most most likely will. Mechanically, it's solid. Everything is you know ship shape about this car. But it's not a smart thing to do." Right. And you know why? Because it's your unfamiliar car. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's an older car, especially if it's a car made in the 50s or the 60s sure. that has, you know, drum brakes and, you know, manual steering and a three on the tree and, you know, where's the blinkers and where's the horn and where, you know, and there's just so many things that are different that it's just, it's just not smart to get in a car that you're unfamiliar with and go drive 600 miles in a car that hasn't driven that far probably in Many, many, yeah, many, it's many. It's been years. sitting or it's just local shows or something. Yeah. I mean, everything will have a different feel to it. If it has bias ply tires, mm-hmm. you know, have you ever driven bias <laughs> ply tires and hit a little rut in the road? Oh, yeah. Jerk the steering wheel out of your hand. Right. It's like race car drivers when they, when they do the crossed arms yeah. on their chest when they don't hold the wheel when you get in a wreck because it'll break your arms. Right. Um, so not to <laughs> don't <laughs> confuse that with I'm saying that you're going to get your arms broken if you drive a car no. with bias ply tires. So don't write me letters about that. Right. So, um, but, you know, if, you know, we also recommend that you run non-ethanol gas in these older mm-hmm. cars as well, too. You may not be able to find that out on the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they might have sat, this car may have sat for 20 or 30 years. And so it might need some sorting out that you should much better do home in the parking lot across the street or in the church parking lot down the road or just in a play, in an environment that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, that uh, is not putting you out on the turnpike or I-95, people blasting past you at 90 miles an hour, and you're trying to yeah. you know, struggle along at 50 or 60 or whatever the top speed is. Um, so, And also remember that that new-looking 1995 Corvette is 27 years old. It's an <laughs> antique car. The 90s it's, don't seem that far away, but they, they are. You say 1990 was only 10, 20, <laughs> 32 years ago? It's crazy. That can't be right. 42 years yeah. ago for 80? I know. That can't be. It's weird. So, um, you know, so how do you get it home? You find a reliable mm-hmm. shipping company, or you find your buddy with a trailer, you talk him into it, and say, look, I'll buy pizza and beer when we get home, and, yep. you know, if you'll just run me up to, you know, especially if you're within a couple, 300 miles or something. But we have shippers that ship. They'll ship open. They'll ship and close. They'll dr- deliver it right to your doorstep. And, you know, then you can get your car off. Then you can kind of go through it and learn it and feel it and get to know it uh, and 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 get a sense of what it will and won't do. Right. 
Because if you don't do that, or if you do that out on the highway, then you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. And we don't like you to ask for trouble. We want you to, this to be an enjoyable experience, not I'm stranded in Virginia on the side of the road. Can somebody come please get me? You blew a rear main seal. Yeah. Or the tires, you know, we talk, I've talked about this in, in previous uh, shows that, you know, the tires look brand new on the car. And then you look at the date code and you go, oh, those were 2010, but the car only has 300 miles on it since 2010. That's right. But it doesn't mean that the tires are beyond their life cycle. Yeah. Uh, tires have a shelf life. They absolutely have a shelf life. Oh, there's a pretty little blue M3. M3. Yeah, I had an M3. Did you? A little boy racer-ish. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, <laughs> it was uh, It was fun to drive, but it didn't suit the purpose of what I was looking for. We had one here. It was here and it was gone. The, ye- the red. yellow. It was red. No, it was red. Uh, oh, yeah. We had that one we sold. We've also got another one here, a yellowish. Oh, yeah, the yellow much- one. I feature that early, early in our yeah. social media, so I might reload that one because it's still here, convertible and yeah. that funky yellow, yellow mustard. Yellow mustardy. I kind of like it, yeah. but it's not for everybody. No, it's certainly not for everybody. But the, the 911 that I have now more suits what we were looking for, which is a car that maybe we could drive to the shore. The M3 was a was a retractable hardtop. Yeah. Uh, it was a last year of the V8-powered M3s, 2013, I think it was. And, God, my memory. And uh, who are you again? <laughs> um, and and uh, it, it was a little – it was fine if you were driving it aggressively. But to drive it slow was, you know, kind of, uh, you know, not right. not as much fun as the 911 is. Sure. To, the 911, you can drive fast and it's fun and you can drive it at 10 tenths and you can drive it at 1 tenth and it's still fun. So mm-hmm. you're giving me the look that – No, we're, no, we're good. We're, I just <laughs> forgot to look at the clock. We're having such a good conversation. We're, we're talking. I totally <laughs> forgot. we got plenty of time. we got, a, we got another <laughs> minute or so. Got all the time in the world. Yep. So, so, yeah, I mean, and classic car ownership should be fun. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't drive it. Don't think you're going to save a little bit of money. First of all, gas is expensive. Second of all, it's time. What is your time worth? Mm -hmm. Third of all, you don't want to put your car in a situation or or be in a situation where you're in a car that doesn't suit the environment. These cars, especially cars built in the 50s and 60s, you know, you get a four-speed 69Z28 Camaro and go take it out on the turnpike and it's got a high, the gear ratio is, you know, low and it's just not... It's just not as enjoyable experience of driving around on twisty corner roads. Uh, question. Can, can people send a mechanic over here to check out a car? Absolutely. Yeah. We encourage that, especially if they're PPI, not coming here. Yeah. A, a pre-sale Pre- inspection mm-hmm. or whatever or – Something pre-purchase inspection. Pre-purchase inspection. Yep. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Uh, yes, they can, and we encourage that, and especially if they're not coming here, and even if they are coming here. Because mm-hmm. here's the problem. You get a car that you've always been looking for, and you walk into the showroom and you look at it, and you, it's shiny and it's pretty, and it's, mm-hmm. and you, the buyer, the consumer, the end user, if mm-hmm. you will, are so enamored by the car that you forget to look at this and you forget to look at that, and you don't look at it objectively. You're just like, oh my god, there's the car I always wanted. Right. And then you get it home and you go, oh well, uh, this is that, and I didn't see that. And right. And even though we note all that in the description. Yep. We all well know that people don't read as much as they should. People will ask you questions that are in the first paragraph of a description. What size motor does that car got in it? Well, if you read the description, which you sh- which I highly encourage you to it's do, all in there. it would say that's a 350 cubic inch V8 yep. with a four barrel carburetor, uh, from a 1977 Camaro and it doesn't, it's not from a 1980, which is what you're, it's in now or whatever the case may be. But the point being on the, on the pre-purchase inspection is that let somebody objectively look at the car and let them look at it from a standpoint of, okay, I'm going to look at everything. I'm going to look mm-hmm. underneath. I'm going to look in the engine compartment. Because a lot of people just forget to do those things and they get excited. And then if they get home and they find something that was described, but they, they might be disappointed. And we don't want people disappointed. We're doing our best to not. Yep, make people disappointed. So next week on the show, Steve Mignate. How cool is that? That's um, excellent. The uh, 
color host of the um, Barrett Jackson right. auction, and he's and been on so there. much more. Yeah, and so much more. I mean, he's his resume is pretty diverse and long, and all that good stuff. So we will uh, we'll be back next week with Steve, and then we've got some future guests coming on. Looks like Ray Evernham, a crew chief, is going to be on, and Wade Kawasaki, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who took over Coker Tire and now is off to doing different things, which we'll talk to him about. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you. Thanks for listening this week, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Take care. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.